Welcome to the Nerdcast. I'm Chris, the editor of Sega Nerds, and with me today is Graham, my associate editor. Um, Nathan has been fired, and he's soon going to be replaced by another token Asian who's actually going to be paying us to be on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I want to say real quick that I want everyone to uh, to be sure to tune into the entire show uh, because at the end of the at the end of the Nerdcast, we're going to give away two copies of Crush, uh, one for um, the UK and one for the US. Um, so users in both regions will get one, and we'll also announce who won our condemned giveaway. So, Excellent how's it stuff. going, Graham? Yeah, pretty good. How how are you? <laughs> uh, not too bad. I feel like uh, we've not been around very yeah. very much lately with the nerdcast. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I think we're laying the side down here. I know we're letting our yeah. listeners down. Um, there's been so much going on in in the past few weeks since we yeah. since we haven't been on the Nerdcast. Last time we had the Nerdcast, I, I, I told everyone that I was kicked out of my game room because we were having um, a child. Um, that's still the case, but we found out we're having twins now, so yeah. <laughs> uh, we're having two kids. Uh, one thing I wanted to do, though, is me, me and my wife have been looking into baby names. We're trying to figure out what we want to name the kids. Um, the hard part in that, though, is usually when you have when you're pregnant, you only have to think of a few names of one, you know, for a boy or a girl. Oh, this, you know, in this case, we're trying to figure out, um, you know, names for two. But we're, you know, we're ha- actually having to come up with, you know, all these separate names, and we're trying to figure out, um, you know, what names would go together and this and that. And it's been crazy. Um, I have a couple. I have a couple names that I've picked out that I think okay. would go together pretty well. Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear what you think about them. Uh, but then I also want to open it up to our listeners, and uh, feel free to uh, to give me some ideas on uh, what we, what to name them. I know we could have a competition. They 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 name a baby and they win a baby. How's that? <laughs> I, I don't know if my wife will go for that. Come maybe on, maybe. Come on, you don't need them. I think there's um we can. I think uh, you can get a few in China though, like oh, pretty cheap. Okay. Well, we can pick one of those up and give them to the the prize winner, yeah? How's that sound? Maybe we'll do that. Um, I'm I'm thinking I'm having twin boys, so all these names are for boys. Uh, our listeners, they can come up with any names they want, though. So here here's some names. I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. Um, Mario and Luigi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wario and Waluigi. Uh, yeah. Dominic and Marcus. You know, for the Gears of War fans out there. Oh yeah. Um, Bimmy and Jimmy. Oh, uh, that's double Dragon. Yeah, that's the winner there. <laughs> and and last but not least, Marcus and Aurelius. Is that? Anything uh, about that? Gladiator. Yeah, yeah Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. <I think laughs> those are uh, those Bimmy are pretty and bad. Jimmy has to be the winner there. Bimmy, <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy. Especially oh, that girls. Would, That'd be brilliant. That would be even worse. They'd hate great. me forever. <laughs> well, that's um, what the lawyers are for. 
Yeah, so like I said, um, I'm looking for some names. So if you have any ideas, please send those along. Um, next up, though, a few weeks ago, I had an opportunity uh, to um, give a media escort to an Australian photojournalist that came to my Air Force base, and he was uh, covering some of the military buildup on the island of Guam. And one thing I noticed immediately was a very bad uh, bo that he had. It was terrible. He seemed like a you know very. He was a well dressed guy. He seemed um, very intelligent, very well spoken, and and he was a great photojournalist. I just didn't understand why the man hadn't bathed. It, it, he smelled like he hadn't bathed in weeks, honestly. And Graham, I know that you've gone to Australia um, yes, a few times for some. Um, for some training to you know oh, yeah. to to be a stuntman is that correct? That is correct. Well, I went there oh. once to be trained to be a stuntman. Okay. I've only been to Australia well, once, but I was there for about six months. So. Okay, so you there? So you 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 know had to have known some Australians. Do all Australians have bad bo? That's what I want to know. No, they don't. <laughs> so they they actually do they do bathe regularly yeah, there. Yeah, they. Oh. Most of them bathe in the sea, but you know that's still water. <laughs> but, no, that, yeah, no, no. From my experience, um, most of them are very attractive and also um, smell quite nice. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, this guy didn't, and, and I don't know if you've ever been around the, the smell of a skunk for an extended period of time, but if, if you are, after a certain time, your nose will start to burn, and you'll get like a burning <laughs> sensation in your nose. I kid you not. My nose was burning. I was around this man all day long. He drove in my car. My car literally smelled like him for days. My wife got in the car later on that day and asked me what the smell was. It was that bad. <laughs> it was incredible. It was something I've, n- I've never witnessed before. It was something beyond body odor. It was just... Um, <laughs> just out of curiosity, did you mention Sagan ads to him at all? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, because it would been quite funny if you told him about it, and he's like, oh, I'll check out the Sega nose, and like, find we're trashing him on it. Oh, yeah, that would be kind of bad, but yeah, I don't <laughs> I know how many Australian listeners we have here. Of of the three <laughs> listeners, I think most of them are based in the uh, UK, and, and I think we have one listener in the US. Um, okay, it, that, that's pretty much what I've been going through, you know, since... Uh, We've we've been away. Uh, what's been going on with you, Graham? I think. Uh, well, yes. Go well, for it. I, I I did have some very exciting and sexy stories to tell you guys, but um, I think the time's passed. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll go into a different story. I was going to tell. Um, late recently, I bought a PSP. Oh really? Oh, you yes. finally bought a Sony product. I, I did. Yeah. I know you're a Sony hater. Yeah. That's so, the, all right. What do you what do you think about the PSP? I think it's a great piece. Of hardware. Here's the thing: I've never had a problem with the PSP because I've I've got people who I've got those friends who got them, and I've always enjoyed playing on them and stuff. But okay. um, I opted to buy a Nintendo DS simply because I prefer the, most of the games on it. Because a lot of the games on the PSP I like, but I can't really play for that long. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I got it was because I was um, given a copy of Crush from Sega, which we'll talk about a bit later. Right. Um, and so I sort of thought I've got to get a PSP anyway. We've got loads of games on it that I would like to play. So I went out and got it, and it is a great system. I do love it. I think it's Good. brilliant. I it's do a, have it's... issues though. Oh, <laughs> I do have okay. Okay. Let, let's let's hear them. One thing I really hate is how um, putting movies on the PSP seems to take ages. I, 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 I find it takes a long time. That's something I think is is something <laughs> that you're either doing wrong or you just must have a really shitty computer. Because it, it it takes me maybe ten to fifteen minutes from the time I start encoding a movie, 
um, to the time it gets onto my PSP and I can start watching See, I it. Find that, I find that amazing because uh, I, I, I've spoken to you about this off off air and right. you've you've given me links to um, other software and stuff because I was actually using the official Sony software, which sucked. It does. And I tried your, I tried your stuff out and it's still yours was just as bad. I found. Really. Uh, and I've my my computer's um like my computer's pretty fast. I think. It's probably it's not it's not top of the range anymore. But it's like three point four gigahertz, like one gig of RAM and stuff. So it's not like really slow. Really. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that should be pretty quick. Um, I don't but know. It, it it was taking me over an hour to encode like an episode of South Park, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Something's going on wrong there. It shouldn't be taking that long. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it doesn't take me that long. No. Um, transferring music's okay. I just literally dump it mm-hmm. on there and it's fine. But. I don't know. I'm just having I'm having issues with that. Um, did you see uh, Did you see the the new story that came out of uh, Kotaku that said that talked about the the new redesigned PSP? Yeah, I've heard about that. I've also heard claims apparently that's not true, but uh, mm-hmm. w- but yeah. Would Would you get the redesigned PSP or would you just keep your your old one? I'd keep well, I'd keep mine because the only thing that I could see that was really good about the new PSP would be the fact that it's meant to have eight gigabytes built in. Which yeah. of like memory, which I thought was a really good idea. But um, everything else, like they're talking about the battery life and stuff. That's one thing I've noticed about the PSP. Mm-hmm. I think the battery life is fine. I yeah. have a problem with my battery. Life I, I think all. it's fine also now. Yeah. So, um, so, so I heard lots of people going, "Oh yeah, great new battery life." But um, mine's mine's been great. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a single problem with it. Yep. I've, I've I've left it on standby for a long time, and it's still got like loads of memory uh, battery power on it. Um. But we're, we're, I think I actually got a really good deal with this because with with my PSP I actually got um, three free games. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, technically, I got more like um, forty free games in a way. Cause <laughs> I, with it, I got I got Tomb Raider Legend, which I I actually got to choose all these games really. Okay. Um, I actually wanted Tomb Raider Legend. So anyone who's thinking, oh, Tomb Raider Legend's rubbish, why'd you get that? But that's that's the game I wanted to play. Okay. Um, Capcom. Classics or something, Capcom Legends, I think yeah. it might be, and um, Sega Genesis Collection or Sega ah, Mega. Oh, you said Genesis, all right. Yeah, well, I know how we're you slowly are. brainwashing you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all in all, uh, you got forty games or close to yeah, it, something like that. Uh, to, um, although, to be honest, I'm not enjoying the Capcom collections or the Mega Drive collections as much as I'd hoped. Really. Yeah, for some reason, I play on the Mega Drive collection, and I sort of enjoy the games for about five minutes and stop. But if I play these games on my Mega Drive, I can play for hours. I don't know what it is. There's something what about wrong with PSP. You? It just it doesn't entice me. There's something about it. Do you think uh, Do you think the Capcom collection is... Which one is better, do you think? Sega, the uh, Sega definitely, Genesis definitely or the Mega, Capcom? Definitely the, the Mega Drive one's ten times better, yeah. <laughs> um, There's a lot more uh, games. Yeah, the Capcom one's got some good games. It's also got some pretty dodgy games. Um, it's got like Street Fighter. It's got Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Champion, and Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting, which you don't need. You don't need all three of those because Champion is pretty much the same as Hyper Fighting. Mm-hmm. And the annoying thing is because it's on a disc-based system, it's got loading between the fights and stuff, and ah. that really bugs me in Street Fighter games. You'd think um, that you're... Um, there wouldn't need to be that much loading for. No, uh, that's the thing. It's not a huge amount of loading between the fights, but it's there. It's. Mm-hmm. You will have to wait a few seconds, and that just breaks up the the gameplay for me. I find, especially Street Fighter games. Yeah. Um, and most of the other games, I don't find that enjoyable. Um, the thing about the Capcom classics is that you've got unlimited lives, it seems, and everything. Oh, is that right? Uh, like, um, 
I played through Mercs, and Mercs is a game I used to love. I played it in the arcade to death, and also on the Mega Drive and stuff back mm-hmm. when that was released on there. And I was playing it on this, and I I could never really complete Mercs on my own back back in the day. I found it really hard. It took me ages to do it. Yeah. But in this, it took me about half an hour because I had infinite lives. I could just I just ran through it basically. Hmm. <laughs> so every time I die, every time I got a game over, I just click. Okay, <laughs> just keep I'd, going. I just was, I'd spawn straight from where I died. So. Well, maybe that that yeah, took really... a little bit of the fun out for you then. Yeah, and some of the other games are just uh, I wasn't that impressed with at all. Like the nine, yeah, have you heard of 1942, 1943? Um, the shooters, games? yes. Yeah, I, I, people like love them, but I just didn't enjoy them that much. I remember liking them quite a bit back in the day, yeah. but maybe back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they I just didn't. Uh, yeah, they don't uh, fare too well yeah. now. Huh. Yeah, so, that, so yeah. overall, though, you're happy with your purchase. Yeah, oh, that, that's one thing I wanted to say actually. Tomb Raider Legends on the PSP is a brilliant game. Okay. Absolutely amazing. I haven't I, played I, it. I've played, I played it on the Xbox oh, 360, but not not for the PSP. I, I was actually taking that game to work to play my lunch break. So <laughs> I, I just love it. So I thought it was such a good game. Um, but yeah, overall, great system. Okay. I, do, I do really like it. Never had a huge problem with it, but just the games. There's some games I just don't really find that great on it. I see. But yeah, uh, that's my big news. One thing I want to ask before we move on, though, um, how how's the ass wiping coming along, Graham? Mm. <laughs> oh, have, have, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> have you tried? I wanted to. I want to ask. Have you tried sitting down and wiping since the nerdcast? Because yeah. I, I tried standing up and doing it, and I just can't do it. it just doesn't work out. I have to. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I have gonna, to sit down. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, I have tried sitting down. It just. Uh, I feel no different. You feel no <laughs> I, different. I don't see what. I don't feel what's different about it. Well, the fact that when you stand up, you you can't get very good wipage going. Cause no, I don't know. M- <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just finding it's exactly the same, really. Well, we'll see. Keep trying. Keep. Never keep yeah, I think it's, it might be something you just have to get used to. Moving on to the newsstand now. Um, Sega's released Crush recently, <laughs> and I know Graham that uh, you were able to get an early copy, like you said before, and. Uh, and get to play the game before any of the other people in the world were able to. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the game? <laughs> Not exactly everyone in the world, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I th- okay, um, if you haven't read, I've actually did. I did the review of it, if, in case you didn't know, and I put it up, and I I gave it an eight out of ten. And this game is easily the best PSP game I've played. Of, of the four PSP games you've played, it's the best one, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know I only recently got a PSP, but like I said before, I played on all my friends' PSPs. I played quite a few games on them. Okay. And, um, this is just... I just love this game. It's the perfect handheld game, I'd say. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I like about handhelds is just to have short games on them. I know some people like to play for ages on them, but mm-hmm. uh, like they like the really big games and stuff, but I personally prefer the smaller, quicker games to play, and this is just perfect for that. Um... In case you don't know, it's um, it's sort of, it's a puzzle game, but it's sort of like a puzzle cross between a platform game. Yeah. And um, the general idea is that um, to, to all the puzzles, are, um, the levels are like 3D levels of these platforms all scattered around the level, and you've got to pick up these orbs, like marbles, like they look like floating orbs basically, to unlock the level. And to actually collect them, you have to crush the level into 2D, 
and 3D, between the 2D and 3D dimensions, and depending on how you crush it and which angle you crush it from, mm-hmm. it opens up new paths and stuff. Yeah. Because you can actually and, uh, you can actually move the camera around, um, like to the left, um, to or you know left to the right or on top, and it changes the the perspective. And when you crush it, it also changes the way the level crushes as well, right? Yes, okay. that's right. And also, depending where you stand, like if you're on, say, like you're on a really long platform, mm-hmm. and you're standing at one end and you crush, um, it'll look it'll look different to how you looks when you stand on the other end of the platform. Even if the camera's in the same angle, it can look different, right? Because um, the way it crushes, um, I believe everything, uh, the way it crushes, like it brings the background towards you or something like that. So it always looks slightly different depending on where you're standing. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know, knew that, but that's later on. You actually find out that you have to do some some of the levels like that. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm probably on the eighth puzzle right now, so I'm not okay. too incredibly <laughs> far into it. But uh, like you said, it's one of the greatest puzzlers I've I've played yeah. ever. So yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. When when you hear people talking about it, it sounds really complicated and kind of annoying, but. When you play the game, they've got some training levels, and the training levels are so well done that you you just can pick up the game straight away. Mm-hmm. I haven't had. Did you have any problems with the training at all? Um, no, I didn't. The only thing I thought though that uh, was is is a bit tricky is uh, sometimes when you have to time your jumps from one platform to the other. Um, I, I thought that because uh, your character doesn't jump very far, and when yeah. when you really have to time the jumps pretty accurately because. If, if you don't time it just right, um, you'll fall. So they don't give you a whole lot of leeway in that regard. But uh, aside from that, I thought the game is very easy to get into. And like you said, uh, the uh, tutorials are, are very easy to get into. It, they teach you um, the crux of the gameplay really quickly to get you into the game. Um, you know, I only stayed in the tutorial maybe 10 minutes and went through a few levels. Um, and it basically showed you what the game was about right there. And you know, yeah. after that, you were able to get into the game. You knew what the game was about. Uh, but I mean, as the as you progress through the levels, they they do get a little bit more complicated. Um, you know, but as you play it, you you start to, you keep you continue to get better, and you continue to um, better understand how the gameplay works and how the crushing mechanic plays into the overall game and yeah. and so I think that as it has a very good um ramp in difficulty um it doesn't you know start off extremely hard um it, it's just uh they did a really good job with it I'm impressed by Zoe yeah. mode so definitely mm-hmm. um yeah as, uh, I don't know if you know but later on as you progress through the game you actually get other training they they open up new things as you play through the game okay like different things that actually start to happen I didn't know that pretty cool okay but um it's that Essentially, it's the same sort of training process, and it's really easy to get to know. And if I try to explain it to you now, you <laughs> might be like confused and be like, "What the hell?" Right. When you're doing it, you're like, "Oh my god!" Because you actually still have to sit there and play it to actually really fully understand what's going on. I'd say. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting into that, though. Uh, I'm excited. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, this is one of those games that you can't. I, well, so far, I haven't got bored of it. Um, each each time I do a level, I think oh, I'll just do another mm-hmm. one, and then I will do another one and stuff. Now, now the one uh, thing like, that I'm I'm kind of concerned about what what do you think the replay value is going to be in this game? Do you think that it does it's going to take you so long to beat these levels, and and it's going to take you a while to play through the game that um, if you were to come back to it in, in a few weeks after you were to beat it, um, that it would give you a challenge again just because of the fact that um, you may not remember exactly how to beat each level, or do you think it it'd be pretty 
pretty easy to remember how to beat each level, and you can kind of just run through the game again, and it wouldn't um, have that same, you know, fun factor in there. Um, for me personally, I think um, I could go back and do the levels simply because a lot of the time when I'm doing the levels, I actually do it by trial and error. I just I don't actually really think it all through straight away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't memorize everything I've been doing. So if I went back to levels, I doubt I'd be able to remember how exactly I did it. Right. Um, but there's one little touch. That is one sort of thing that this game would lose points on. Really, overall, the replayability isn't as high as you might hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you've done the main game, though, there is the trophy mode, which is um, you can throughout the game you can uh, you unlock um, other things by collecting puzzle pieces and um, trophies, mm-hmm. which you are hidden throughout the levels. They're on every level. And um, collecting the trophies will unlock that level in trophy mode. And trophy mode is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Usually, because uh, sh- <laughs> because the <laughs> trophy, it out, yeah, it, it, the way you get trophies, it's like a, a in a very um, hard part of the the level to get into. And so you really have to not only find out how to just get to the end of the level to advance onto the next one, you also have to find out how to get to this you know certain point you know on on a platform. Um, to properly crush the level in order to get the trophy. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are very tough. Early on, like maybe the fifth or sixth level, I was able to get them uh, relatively easy, but after that, um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I'm mean, having such a hard time just to get through the level that I'm happy that I can even get through it, so I kind of just quit. Oh, really? See, I, I've, been, uh, I've been trying to do every single level, collecting every puzzle piece and every trophy. There's been a few that I've missed, but so far I've got most of them, I think. Yeah. Um, but have you tried actually doing the trophy mode? No, I haven't tried that out yet. Oh my god! I d- Tell us a little bit about uh, that. After I, after I played the um, first few levels, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to try this trophy mode out. Yeah, see what, how it goes. <laughs> I couldn't. I, it took me about three hours to do the first level in trophy mode. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just couldn't do it. But okay, you in nor- it's, trophy mode is exactly the same as normal mode. You've got the same levels and stuff. However, you've got a limited amount of crushes. You have to collect the puzzle piece and the trophy Ooh. again, and you have a time limit. That sounds exciting. <laughs> the time limit is pretty tight. I can do the levels within the crushes, but the time limit—I'm like literally like a foot away, and then the time will run out from the end. Oh, jeez. I was just sitting there for ages getting really angry at myself for not being able to do it in time. Because that's one thing that I like to do is sit there and look at the level. I like to because if you, I think if you hold. Um, is it the the R, the left or right trigger um, will let you the rotate yeah. the the camera around the level and I'll sit there and do that and just look look at the level and see and kind of plan out how my crushes are going to go um, yeah. and I can do that because there's no set time limit um, you know in the level so if I were to have that I think I'd be freaking out I don't know I don't know how well that's going to work out for me when I try to start doing that so we'll see you, you just try doing the first trophy level and see tell me how long it takes you. Cause I don't know how long it it might not have been three hours but it took took me a lot longer than I did in the doing the game when I first when I first played the level originally in the main game it took like a minute or something Mm -hmm. because the first level was so easy yeah just in trophy mode it took me so bloody long (laughs) but yeah I'll have to try that out though that sounds like fun yeah so when you do trophy mode you have to really have learned the game properly and you gotta be quick on the fingers there (laughs) <laughs> so okay, what what we were able to do after you reviewed the game, after we played the game for a little bit, we were able to interview Paul Matram, uh, the Zoe Mode senior producer, and he was he gave us some really great uh, some really great uh, answers. One of which 
was really interesting to gamers, I think, throughout the industry, not just uh, for Sega, um, is when he said that they're looking into possibly porting the game over to the Nintendo Wii, the DS, and the PS2. Uh, What do you think about that? I think that's pretty exciting to see, uh, you know, Sega and Zoe Mode possibly looking to do that. Oh, that would be great. I mean, I think this game would be really good on the DS. Um, just just because um, I think the touchscreen could possibly add something to it, and also just because um, it's such a great handheld system, I think it should uh, such a great handheld game. I think mm-hmm. it should be on every handheld system. Well, do you think um, that this is a game that needs to stick to the handhelds, or do you think it could transition well to say the Nintendo Wii, or do you think it could find a, a very good home on the Xbox Live Arcade? Well, no, that's that is one thing I'm not sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think playing this on a home console might not be so good. Really, um, I think puzzle games like this, that it could it could be fun. I think people would buy it and stuff. But I think overall, these games are so much better suited to handhelds because um, you can pick them up and play for really quickly, just for like a short burst and put them down. Whereas if you've got them on like um, the home console, it's if you're only playing for like short periods of time, it's not really mm-hmm. worth it. I don't think, and you you can't take it. Like the advantage of this is you can like go to the toilet and still be playing and stuff like that. Yeah, or you know, go to the doctors or whatever and sit in the waiting room, but. If it's like stuck on like the PlayStation 2 or Wii or something, then uh, I don't think it's going to be quite as good. Um, but that said, I think if they were to make it on the Wii, they could try and do something with the um, the Wii controls and try and make it slightly different. Yeah, there's definitely some. I think there's some unique uh, uh, opportunities that say that Zoe Mode has um, with looking into possibly using the Wii or the DS because the the just. The, the control schemes in both games and the, the interface with, with the DS and, and the Nintendo Wii is so unique and, and the game and Crush is a very unique puzzle game as well uh, I think it could make for some really interesting possibilities with the, the touch screen and the, the motion sense you know um, for the Nintendo Wii um, as far as the PS2 and the Xbox Live Arcade yeah you know it, it might do well there but uh, I think really looking to do those on the Nintendo systems would be pretty interesting, in my yeah, opinion, at least. Definitely. So uh, we're going to definitely keep a lookout from Zoe Mode and see if uh, if those are going to be doing anything pretty soon. I think it's all going to depend, though, on on the sales numbers for Crush, which so far I don't think they're very good. We no. we heard uh, from a few people uh, on our forums that they're around 2,000 in you know the first few days or for the first week. Um, nothing official's come down just yet, and we haven't seen it. But those definitely aren't good numbers. I know yeah, those yeah. numbers aren't what Sega had hoped for, um, but we'll, we'll have to see. And do you think if, if the game doesn't sell well, that, that Sega and Zoe Mobile will look into maybe porting it over to a more popular uh, system, or do you think they'll just say, hey, let's just uh, cut our losses with this one. It was a great game. Maybe we'll develop a sequel sometime in the future on a different platform. Uh, well, I'd like to think that they would port it across to like, the DS and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think maybe... The thing about the DS is the user base is very vast compared to PSPs, I'd say. I mean, a, a lot more younger people and even adults will play on the DS, I find. Yeah. Um, and I think the PSP user base is more serious for gamers. Like, it's got a... Most of the games you see on it are more teenager to adult oriented and uh, mm-hmm. a bit more serious and stuff. And I think a game like this, it's kind of silly, kind of quirky. And I think... The user base on the DS would snap it up really quickly, mm-hmm. and the fact that the DS has got such a large user base already, um, yeah. the sales figures are so high on it. I reckon it could sell a lot better on it. Uh, I think I think it'd be very wise of them to actually put it on the DS, whatever. 
Yeah, um, as it as it stands right now, though, what do you think? Um, looking back several years from now, what do you think people are going to think of of uh, Crush? Do you think they're going to look back at it and and think it's one of the greatest puzzle games of all time? Will it be just one of those hardcore um, things that you know, one of those games just the hardcore gamers love, or, or what, what do you think of that? Whoa. Um, <laughs> oh, it's hard to say because right now, I'd say, with sales figures being quite low, I'd say it's mm-hmm. more the hardcore gamers. But if people actually start to buy it, I reckon they would think it'd be one of the better puzzle games of all time. Really, I mean, yeah. For myself personally, right now, this is my favorite puzzle game I've ever played. Um, I just love it so much. It's just so good. Um, I gotta say, if, if yeah, I, and I agree with you, Graham. But if you're sitting on the fence and think about possibly getting this game, or if you're thinking, oh, maybe I should just wait until they port it over to the PS2 or the the, the DS or whatever, do, I, I I really suggest that you don't do that. Buy the game now because you really need to support Zoe Mode and, and Sega in doing this because we really don't get these kind of innovative games very very often, and when we and it seems like when they do, they don't do very well. Uh, and you, you can look uh, look at that. Some of the games do, um, you know, like Katamari Damacy, um, um, you know, um, what is the other game? Okami. Those games are doing good. But there's, you know, far greater games out there that do, um, you know, stray off, you know, um, the beaten path, so to say, and do different things that don't do so well. And as gamers, we always uh, cry and and, and and want those kind of games, but when they come out, it seems like we don't support them. And you see the games like uh, the Maddens or the, um, you know, or Halo or wh- whatever, you know, that that always come and sell billions of, of copies. Yeah. Um, but all what I'm what I'm trying to say is just just go out and buy this game because uh, it's definitely going to be one of the best games you've played on the PSP. Um, and I just really strongly suggest that you support Zoe Mode because I'd really like to see uh, Crush 2. And uh, also, uh, if, if they could maybe put in that uh, in-game level editor that um, Paul talked about in our review also, that would be amazing. Um, yeah. That way we can... Uh, and, and that's another thing that, that's a possibility with maybe if they were to port the game over to Xbox Live Arcade, um, I think that could open up some really cool possibilities to maybe create your own levels and then you can share them with your friends online. That would be a good idea, uh, yeah. How, I mean, how awesome would that be? That or would you be could even, you, you know, you could upload them and then you could have um, um, rankings for your, your levels, see who can ma- get, you know, the, the best, the most points or who could beat it in the quickest time. There's all kinds of different possibilities with this game. I think this is a game that Sega, if they pushed it the right way and, and they started putting on, on different platforms, I think this could be a huge hit for them. And yeah. reviewers all over the Internet are just raving about this game. And so if it doesn't sell well, it's going to be one of those games that's going to go down, I think, as one of the true shames. I mean, Beyond Good and Evil, you look at that, um, everyone was disappointed uh, with with its sales numbers and it was a great game and I think that um, you know I'm afraid to say it but I think that Crush could you know fall on the same line as as Beyond Good and Evil and if if that happens it's going to be pretty sad I think so yeah that, that that's what this whole thing upsets me so much because this game is clearly great I mean I haven't heard a single bad thing about this game no every review I've read has been good everybody who's uh, on our forums people who've spoken to us have all said that they love the game and stuff I haven't heard any bad things about it and yet it's just not selling and yeah. You've got to think why. I don't know. Um, I, I, w- 
I don't know if it's it's maybe an advertising thing with with Sega if it, it's marketing. One thing that I've noticed though is it seems like Alien Syndrome is getting more hype than Crush has. Um, I, I've looked through several popular video game magazines just recently, um, EGM, Game Informer, um, and things like that, and you'll see Alien Syndrome ads all throughout that. Occasionally, you'll see a Crush ad. Um, I haven't seen any commercials, you know, on TV or anything like that, um, but I know that. That Sega has an official Alien Syndrome site up that you can get all kinds of um, photos or screens and videos and all kinds of information on that. They really don't have that for Crush. They have their you know standard one that will show you a little bit of information, but they don't have a dedicated site to that. And and I'm wondering almost if Sega's pushing the wrong game. If Alien Syndrome is, I, I don't think Alien Syndrome is going to have that mass appeal to gamers. They're ha- they're having it on multiple platforms, but I think. I think Crush is the one at the very beginning that they should have looked at and said, this this is going to be an amazing game. We shouldn't just keep this on the PSP. Let's port it over to multiple platforms, and let's get the biggest bang for a buck. Because I guarantee you, when it comes down to it, uh, I promise you this, I, I, I've seen very, a, a lot of videos of Alien Syndrome, and it could be a, it could be a good game. But overall, it's it's not going to be as good as as Crush, in my opinion. No, definitely not. No, yeah, I I agree with you totally on that. I mean, it's, so far, Alien Syndrome hasn't really got my attention that much. I think I want to play it, but mm-hmm. honestly, it just doesn't look that. It it looks just like uh, the sort of games you get back on the Mega Drive and SNES and stuff. You know, yes. And, and I hope it comes out, and I hope it's going to be a good game. I really do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I've read extensively. I know all about Alien Syndrome, and I just, I'm not that impressed w- with what I've seen so far, um, gameplay-wise. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it seems like, just like there's so many other games out there that's just like it, you know? Um, I, I can think of several, um, but it just doesn't do enough for me to, to make me that excited for it, like Crush has. Crush is so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's something totally, I mean, cr- implementing 3D and 2D, um, you know, gameplay like that um, and, and having it works so well. It's just something um, that's just amazing. So it's just going to be a travesty if if this game doesn't do better. And and you, I'm very passionate about it because I I think that Zoe Mo has just done such an amazing thing with it. So we'll see. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got one small theory about this whole the marketing thing behind Crush and Alien Syndrome. Okay, tell me. Um, because because Sega don't actually own Zoe Mode. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't think Crush is actually Sega's intellectual property, is it? That that's a that's an interesting that a point that you 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 know that's interesting you brought that up because I actually talked to one of our Sega representatives. They they didn't even know if uh, what the whole <laughs> deal was with with Crush. They didn't know if they owned the rights to Crush, um, or or what. And they really didn't know if there's going to be a sequel or anything like that yet. So um, I'm hoping to get some more information on that. You know, from our Sega right. person. Um, but that's a good that's yeah. a good point. I don't know if if Sega was just the publisher on it, or or what. But I know. Well, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. As, as far as I'm aware, Sega were really just the publisher on it. They they might have had some involvement. In it, I'm not sure. But the fact that Alien Syndrome is a say Sega Alien Syndrome is a Sega owned intellectual property, isn't it? Yes. They actually own the rights to okay. Yeah. So that's probably why they're trying to push the advertising because it's their game. It's all their game. Yeah. That, I think that could be something about it. Maybe. I think. That you make a good point, but I think as a publisher, I think um, if they were to do that, that that would be very bad on Sega. If they're because yeah, I, I think if you're a publisher, you should publish every game 
and and give every game the same chance. I, I know some games are gonna you, you're gonna look at and they may have a wider appeal, so you'll push that game more. Um, and, and you're more, I guess, as a publisher, you're more willing to to spend the money to do that. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. I just think that if if that were the case, um, that Sega made the wrong decision. So yeah, if if that is the case, Sega being very stupid yeah. about it. But okay. um, I just think that could be a theory that I just come up with. Speaking of yeah. Sega being very stupid, though, we'll transition to the next <laughs> one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Sega's vice president of marketing, uh, Mark Steinberg recently uh, started talking uh, some, some trash about the Nintendo Wii. He said that he's concerned that the Wii's going to look outdated in a couple of years when you compare it to the 360 and the PS3 um, and, and said that he doesn't know if, if developers are going to be able to continue making innovative games for it. Um, I guess it, it created a, a pretty big firestorm around the web. Oh, I, I know that. if you ever um, question anything Nintendo-related, uh, the fanboys just come out of the caves, you know, throughout everywhere. Um, <laughs> oh, this, this actually annoyed me a lot as well, and I, I'm a more of a Sega guy than a Nintendo guy, right. obviously, for working for Sega nerds. <laughs> well, but, yeah. uh, today, though, he, he released another statement, and uh, he, he backtracked on, on what he said before. Um, he said that it's, it's going to be up to Sega as well as all the rest of the developers, um, as much as Nintendo... Uh, to continue to develop good games and continue to innovate on the Nintendo Wii and, and make use of the, the Nintendo Wii's, um, you know, uh, capabilities. Um, so I want to ask you, though, was was Steinberg correct in, in his analysis of the Wii? Do you think um, he made, he brought up a good point that, hey, look, um, there's only going to be so, so many different ways that you can, um, you know, create different motion um, sensing, you know, controls in a game and after a few years, it's going to get very outdated. Graphic, you know, graphical um, or graphics-wise, it's going to be outdated. And after a while, people are going to get um, bored or used to these graphics or, or these um, control schemes that they're implementing in the games. Uh, do you think that's correct, or do you think he was totally off base? I think, in many respects, it's correct. But the way he's doing, it, he's making it sound like a bad thing. I think, in a way, it could be a, quite a good thing. Okay. I mean, like if people are getting used to controls and stuff, that's great because. These, I personally, for the Wii, I don't find it that much of a gimmick. I find the controls actually really spot on. Mm-hmm. I've played a few uh, first-person shooters on the Wii now. I've played like Red Steel. Um, I've played a bit of Call of Duty 3, um, Far Cry, and stuff. Yeah. And um, the controls for those games, I find completely natural. I find it more natural than playing on the Xbox 360 or PlayStation. Okay. I ju- just the way you like move the controls around and stuff. And also with all the other games as well I've played, I don't find it that gimmicky. It's, it makes the games a lot more fun, and in a way it is sort of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But overall the controls I find more natural to play with than other games. And if people start to get used to that, and the developers start to... Because admittedly you can only just... Um, there is only a certain amount of um, things you can really do with the motion sensing. That's the right. same with um, all control pads. You can only do like one thing with them, really. Mm-hmm. So That's a good point. Way, I, re- I reckon the controller will become... A standard style controller, really. You think so? That's why I think it'll be. I, I'm not saying that all the other consoles will start using motion cr- controls, but it'll just be like another controller you could get. That's what I'm saying. That um, it, w- it won't feel like much of a gimmick, but it'll be like a, a standard style controller that can, developers can develop for. Yeah. Sense. No, I hear you. Um, after he said that, I started thinking a little bit about uh, what what he said and the Nintendo Wii. And one thing I started kind of wondering is what. What do you think the lifespan is going to be for the Nintendo Wii? Do you think that say, or the Nintendo is going to be able to push this out and, ma- and make it last for a, a good five, 
years like they're hoping to do um, or, you know, or the kind of the standard. Uh, do you think they'll be able to do that, or do you think that they're going to have to come out with a new system maybe in, in three to four years that can compete a little bit better, you know, um, on a graphic standpoint with, with the Xbox and PS3? Because I'm going to tell you, here in the next couple of years, when developers start really ramping up and, and really get used to developing for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, these games are going to look a lot better. If you look at the first and second generation Xbox and PS2 games compared to like God of War or Halo 2 or some of the other games that were released late in the Xbox lifespan, totally, it's, it's night and day. And the same thing's going to happen with Xbox and PS3. And, and right now, those games are already blowing the Wii away. And it's just that that distance is going to get greater and greater. Do you think that Nintendo's going to be able to to, to uh, keep the Wii out there for for about four to five years, or do you think they're going to have to put out a new system before that? I think they can keep it going, personally. Okay. Um, this is going to sound like a typical sort of fanboy thing to say, <laughs> but it's not all about graphics. Right, okay. No, And, and I agree <laughs> to a point. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I think the Wii is just so much fun to play with. And I think if they can keep the games feeling fresh enough and um, fun enough still with the Wii controller, I think it's still going to sell lots. It's like, uh, it's like take the DS for example. The PlayStation, uh, PSP obviously blows the DS out of the water graphically, yet the DS is selling more and it's been going for a good few years now. Mm-hmm. And it's got no end in sight right now, really. I mean, you could, I could see it going on for a few more years easily at least. And I think that could be the same with the Wii. Okay, good point. And in, in a way, I actually read this in another article I was reading randomly on the, on the internet today, in fact. And um, some guy mentioned the fact that um, when Sega came out with the Genesis against um, to fight against the, the original Nintendo, the NES, right. um, the, um, the, the NES sales didn't re- the Sega got a good dip in the market. I mean, they started selling quite a lot of systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. But sales of the NES was still fairly strong, and the NES started carried on going for a good like 10 years overall. Yeah, I mean that system went on for ages. Mm-hmm. It's comparing graphics for the NES to the Genesis, you're obviously going to say the Genesis is a lot better, and that could be the same thing that could happen with this. Well, I think though that the the difference between right now between the NES and the Nintendo Wii is the software. I, I think the Nintendo had an amazing library of games, and when you compare that to the Nintendo Wii, it doesn't have those kind of classic and legendary games yet. I mean, what name a game right now on the Nintendo Wii? That five years from now, people are still going to be talking about. Hmm. Actually, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think there is one. There's games. The games are fun. They're very fun. Um, but is there those? Are there any of those games out there that you're going to continue to to talk about or you're continue to go back to years from now? Um, I don't think that they have that right now. And I think. Well. On a personal standpoint, there are games that I'd definitely go back to still okay. in a few years. But, okay, are, do you think that they have those those legendary games, though? That they have the Legend of Zelda, the Super Mario, um, the Metroid, th- those kind of amazing games that really sold systems. I don't I don't think they have that. But And then, it, do you think that the, the, the Nintendo Wii really needs that, though? Do you think that they just need fun and innovative little games like they have right now um, to continue carrying... You know, carrying the cells, so to speak. Well, well, right now, as you say, they haven't got those games, but they've got like Mario Galaxy coming out and Metroid and stuff coming out, which hopefully will be these games that you're talking about—the the AAA titles that you need. Yeah. 
and um, so when they come out, um, hopefully more more games similar to that standard will start coming out as well. Mm. So in a way, the the console will have those system yeah. those games. And um, well, I also think they should keep just doing the little fun city games and stuff as mm. well. Like, um, yeah, that, that's something yeah. that's that's really impressed me though. Just with the with the Wii, I'll talk about this real quick. I think from a software standpoint. The Xbox 360 totally blows the Wii out of the water in terms of just better games. I think the Xbox 360, it's been out a year longer, um, but I think it just has so many better games, yet the Wii is selling so much better right now, and it's really catching up to the 360, and I bet it, you know, possibly by the end of the year, it could have caught up, it, it may catch up to the Xbox 360 in terms of global sales. Um, so that's something that's interesting. I think that people are just so hyped about it still, um, and Nintendo's been able to to keep that going with a software drought uh, right now. There's just not a whole lot of games that are coming out. And Mario Party 8 came out, and a lot of people said that they think that that's the worst Mario Party game yet. I played it. I wasn't... Really? Yeah, if you look at a lot of the reviews, a lot of people have been saying that. They haven't been saying it's really that great of a game. It's fun, but... I, I honestly didn't enjoy it that much, but so hmm. yeah. I mean, so we'll see. Um, yeah, basically, I heard good things about Paper Mario and stuff. Paper Mario. Yeah, uh, I haven't played that, but is uh, yeah. So that'll that'll just get you to another um, whole yeah, topic. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so yeah, um, Mark Steinberg. I think that he finally learned his lesson that he's not going to uh, to speak well, out and. The, the the thing is, the thing about this Mark Steinberg thing is that um, when he, in his original statement, mm-hmm. the way he put it was basically, he wasn't so much saying that um, the developers and stuff haven't got that much good content out on it. it was, he was actually sort of trashing the Wii itself in a way, and I think that's what got people riled up. Yeah. And he went on to, um, he went on to talk about the PlayStation 3 and say how, um, he actually said, we know the PlayStation 3 pool is pretty deep, there's a lot to exploit there and stuff, and he's talking about how great the PlayStation right. 3 is in comparison, insinuating that Sega wouldn't really want to make much more games for the Wii and want to focus on the PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. which is, uh, as a representative for the company, I think that is completely wrong, what he said there. Simply yeah. because, he, in a way, if it's, it's a, is it, though, it could be his own personal opinion, which is fine, I mean, he can have that opinion, mm-hmm. but he's, he's actually in the middle of an interview and he was, um, <laughs> he was a representative for Sega as a whole, and he was basically saying this stuff, which could put the whole whole of Sega in the wrong light. Right. And, and someone well, someone said on on one of the comments and uh, one of the stories, saying that that's kind of putting down some of Sega's upcoming games too. And they're they're yeah. code of, they're they're making um, Mario and Sonic uh, for the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo DS. So um, I thought that that was kind of interesting, and it was just I didn't understand why he would have said why he'd say su- such a thing when. Um, the when they're they're making such a huge game together um, yeah. with like that, so <laughs> yeah. it just c- totally came out of the blue. Um, yeah, that's pretty a silly thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think that's why people are so annoyed though, because yeah. it's like his own personal opinions, but he's speaking on behalf of Sega, really. Yeah, I agree. Okay, moving on. Uh, Sega, <laughs> what's that? I was saying, yeah, let's move okay, on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Um, Sega released uh, Sega Presents Touch Darts uh, this week on the Nintendo DS in Europe. Uh, I really don't think it's going to get a U.S. release. As far as I know, um, it's not. I haven't seen uh, any release dates. 
as far as uh, Sega of America, they have nothing on their website. They have nothing on on their media site at all. I've I've heard nothing from any of the Sega PR representatives on this game. Uh, if you look at the IGN review, said that it's it's uh, going to be unreleased in the U.S. Uh, so I think this could possibly be a Europe-only release, or maybe maybe they'll take it over to. Japan. I don't know if darts is very, very popular in Japan. But well, you say, you say that, but I actually read today that apparently Sega owns some darts bars in Japan. Okay, well... So where, where you have a meal and stuff, but you've yeah. got loads of darts machines okay. which are all around the whole room or something. So yeah. it could go in Japan as well. All right, well, maybe maybe they will. But as for, you know, the main thing is it, it, it may not come to America, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. So that there it goes. Graham, you were able to get a review copy of the game. Uh, you reviewed it um, quickly. Kind of. Can, can you kind of tell us uh, what you thought of the game? Yeah. Explain it. Sure. Um, honestly, when this game was being first like shown in the first images and stuff, I thought this game looked terrible. Mm-hmm. It is strangely addictive. <laughs> it's, really? It's a lot of fun. Uh, just um, looking at the game, I wouldn't think that it's going to be able to keep you playing very long. It's just a. It seems more of a almost like. It's a mini game thrown in a, in a lot of other games. Darts has never been a game to base an entire game on. In, in Shinmu, it was just one tiny little mini game, and it's been like that in a lot yeah, of other well, ones. But you know, they, Sega's you know rounded an entire video game out of this. So okay, kind of explain the, that. The, the thing about um, previous Darts games, which have been mini games, they've always been pretty crappy. Like them. Like in Shenmue, his hand moves around and waves. You've got very little control over where the dart goes, and that makes the game pretty rubbish. But back in the day, that's all you could really do with it. With the touchscreen, it sort of simulates how you would throw a dart. Okay. And what you do is you um, rough, you put, you touch the, the stylus on the screen roughly where you want to throw it, and then you put it back, like drag it down the screen and put it forward and let go of the of the screen with the tu- uh, the stylus. Right. And it'll throw the dart, and that sounds. Terrible. That sounds like that sounds really awkward. <laughs> when you're actually playing the game, that feels just amazingly natural to do. Really? Um, I can't really describe it, but I've, I've, I'm not a huge darts player, but I've played it a fair bit. Um, like uh, I played it enough to know how you throw a dart, basically. Right. And for some reason, when I was doing this, I was just feeling like I was playing darts. And what you're saying about how um, how you don't think you could keep you playing for very long because it's like a mini game sort of yeah. thing. That's what I was sort of thinking. I played for the first few rounds and stuff. I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I finished. I just finished playing the first like little mini tournament, which is really easy. Got through that in maybe the first hour of playing. And about half an hour later, I was having a crazy <laughs> game. Basically, I, I was just suddenly thinking, "Okay, you know what? I'd really like to play some more darts." Really? <laughs> and like I said, I'm not a huge darts fan or anything. But this game has just kept. I've been playing this game for the last few. I only got like I think I only got it yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sega kindly sent it to me yesterday, and I've. I've I got into it and I haven't really stopped playing it I mean um, there's lots of cool little things like the main tournament mode is pretty good fun um, uh, where basically it's just like standard darts where you're just throwing at the board and stuff but you get all these little mini games and stuff which um, have unique stuff on them like you have to like hit cards on boards and things which are which are kind of fun and the uh, multiplayer is pretty good fun as well um, there, there's, there are a few downfalls to the yeah tell us a little bit about that, that. Okay, um, one is the AI in the game is a little bit dodgy for the main tournament modes. The, the first few tournaments you go into, the AI just seems to throw the darts randomly around the board. <laughs> so um, their scores are always pretty lame, and you can really start to get, you can get good scores. Um, the, uh, if, you, um, if you don't know, the basic premise of the game is that you start off with 301 points, 
and you've got to hit the when you hit the numbers on the board you lose those points off your overall total so you're basically the first to get to zero right but your last dart you throw has to be on a double this is the of the whole game so you get three darts each each sort of go mm-hmm. so you throw three darts they throw three darts and then when you get down to say so yeah I got down to six points yeah um, my last dart I have to throw um, has to be a double on the outside so what I could do there is I could throw a double three to get six points and then I could win that round or I could make it go down to maybe four points by hitting a two and then trying to aim for a double two to get down to to get the total gone but if I hit say a six straight a straight six or anything above um, I will lose that round straight away basically well I don't lose a round I just lose my go right and uh, the six points six points will stay so the idea is to basically get down to zero points hmm. and so basically when you when you start the level you, you normally want to try and get as the high points to get rid of all your score to get down to a fairly low score and the they when I when I do it I'm always aiming for the twenties and stuff because that's a nice high number. But the AIs always their their darts just seem to fly around the board pretty much <laughs> like hit ones and threes and the uh, maybe the occasional twenty and stuff. They don't seem to have any accurate throwing. And um yeah that it just seems a little bit weird that they've um the AI is so crap for the first few like tournaments. Do, does the does the difficulty ramp up pretty quickly and is it is it, <coughs> is, it is it set I guess it did they set it well to where it it ramps up with your your um the increase in in your skill as you progress through the game does the difficulty in the AI match up with that? Um, the first okay the first when when you first start playing you're playing against really rubbish right. characters so really really the I find the first few levels were quite easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, the first couple of games I played, I wasn't very good because I was just still getting used to the controls. But once you got used to the controls, you can start hitting pretty accurately. Um, and so for the first few tournaments, really, I would say it's too easy. But then it does start to get harder. It gradually gets harder. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that. I noticed. I started to notice that they were getting more accurate with their aiming and stuff. And uh, they weren't. The good thing is they weren't perfect, which is obviously you don't want them to be amazing. <laughs> but you don't want them to be too rubbish. Either. Right. But yeah, uh, overall, towards the end, as you start to play, when you get after the first few tournaments the game does start to get more and more interesting like the game starts to get tighter and stuff mm-hmm. and one thing I really like is the settings when you first start you start off in your house like you just, mentioned you're just playing with your mate or something mm-hmm. and you like you play in your, sh- your garden shed or in your basement or in your bedroom or something so the settings are all slightly different like in your shed you've got like a wooden background and stuff you're right and then, then when you move up to the harder tournaments you're actually playing in pub tournaments and um so like you're actually sort of playing in the pub, you've got like a sort of pub setting and stuff. And there's one thing that you notice is the sound. Uh, when you're playing in your your house, like if you do a really good throw, you hear the occasional clap in the background, just sort of like, <laughs> yay, well done. Yeah. And then, when you're in the pubs, you start to hear the really loud cheering and ooh ah, and it, it gets really intense because the, the background noise is so good, it's so involving. I found. Um, it might start to annoy people after a while, but when I was playing it, I was getting really hyped up about it. Um, because <laughs> um, if, if you're on the last few darts and you start missing it, it's so so some of the background um, noise then actually does, I guess, uh, alter some of the things that you feel when when playing the game. Then yeah, it it really, it really got me excited about the game <laughs> I was playing. I just loved it. So so you ended up giving the what would you end up giving the game? I gave it a seven out of ten in the okay. end. Okay. Um, 
The 70s is not a bad, it's not bad, you know, in any way. No, it's, it's, it's a good game, that's the thing. It's a really good game, but it has got its flaws. Um, it doesn't have any wireless multiplayer or anything. The multiplayer is all done on 1DS, which isn't a bad thing as such. Right. It would be nice if you could play against other people on their own DS and mm. stuff, but you don't really need that, because you take it in turns anyway. Right. It's just as easy as to hand the DS to someone mm. else. But I think it would have been nice to have that feature. Yeah, especially if you're playing with someone who who's just uh, really dirty or... Who just masturbated? Yeah. And you don't want them yeah. to touch your uh, DS, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Yeah, and also the, uh, there's no music when you're playing the match, the tournaments. But in the menu systems and the mini games, they've got this the worst, some of the worst music I think I've ever heard in really? It's just so. Do you do you have that? Can you like listen, listen to it? Okay, let's see if we can get this to work. Okay, uh, right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And that it just keeps them going on. Like so it's that. just played on, on a like a short loop. Then it's like maybe like five yeah. or six seconds of music just over and over again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what it's like in the main, the, the mini games are slightly different music. But um, maybe they got some like high school kids to do the music for them. <laughs> that, that's one part where it's they didn't have the the money in the budget for the. <laughs> yeah. it is, that is kind of irritating that music after a while, but yeah. The overall is a good okay. game. I you'd be surprised at how much fun it is really would you recommend uh, people what's what's the uh what's the price on it and would you recommend um our our, our people listening to get this game um the price i have no idea <laughs> um i can quickly check no it's uh, it doesn't matter but okay, okay would uh, would you recommend the game i would though? i would i would rec- I, I recommend people to at least try it okay. out if they can would you say it's more of a um, rental or or definitely a buy if you sort of like um, games that you can pick up and play quickly and not have to play for too long, I'd say buy it. But if you're sort of a bit on the edge of it, definitely rent it out. I mean, okay. Well, that's just sound advice, really. But uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I personally, I would go out and buy it myself. If I if I didn't have it already, I would actually go and buy it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, Sega just released or, or, or announced today that they're going to be celebrating Sonic's. Uh, what is it, 16th birthday in Fantasy Star Universe. So players who log in and play on on June 23rd, they're going to be able to get a free Sonic statue to decorate their rooms with. And also the, the main area or the center area um, in, in PSU uh, are, is going to be decorated with Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles statues. Um, so I, I'm really surprised that Sonic's 16 years old already. The little guy's old enough to drive, you know. I can't believe it. Not over here, he's not. <laughs> you have to be um, 17 or 18. Oh, is that right? Well, Shadow's been driving for a little while now. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he meant to be? I don't know. I don't think anyone cares. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I think it's kind of a neat little way uh, for, for Sega to to celebrate Sonic's birthday um, in a way, you know, with with the fans in, in, in Fantasy Star Universe. Um, I think it's a little eerie, maybe, that they're celebrating a video game character's birthday. Um, but you know, I think it's fun. They're not making too big a deal about it. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna they're they're giving people something that they can take back um, and keep with them in Fantasy Star Universe, um, and they'll be able to show off to some of their friends. I think that's kind of a cool little thing that they're doing. Yeah, 
that, that's one thing I like about PSU the way that Sega always does little events and stuff yeah. even if it's not a huge big deal it's pretty cool <laughs> I just wonder how many people are actually going to attend Sonic's birthday <laughs> I, I, I'd really be interested in seeing what the firm numbers are from Sega of course they're not going to release that but I would like to see how many people are actually subscribed and how many people are actually playing to pay um, um, or paying to play uh, Fantasy Star Universe. That would be something interesting and something I'd, I'd like to see. <clears throat> well, I'm still paying. I'm still paying to play it, but I haven't paid it for a long time. Why would you do that? I... I don't know. I still think I'm going to get back into it, but I, I just haven't. I don't know. Yeah, well, well, you should. Um, yeah. This this is kind of a late bit of news, um, not really... Um, news anymore. Well, but uh, Sega released Golden Axe and Sonic 2 on the Virtual Console this week. Uh, now, Graham, I know that you're a staunch supporter of the Virtual Console. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll first off, I'll let you talk about what you what you think about about the games and, and just overall what you think about Sega releasing them. Um. Well, I think I think oh well. I don't know what you want me to say apart from it's a good thing. <laughs> you think it's a good thing, really? <laughs> I think it's yeah. Well, well okay. You know, what, I'll, I'll just titles I'll... that people on the, who own Wii's and what, on the like the Virtual Console will want to have. They're, they're good titles. All right. Here's here's my complaint with this, and people yeah. who, who who've been around and listened to the Nerdcast or been around the site anytime will know that I have a huge issue with Sega <laughs> releasing these classic games that have also been released on the Sega Genesis Collection. And here, here's my problem with it right here. These games are $8 a piece that you're buying on, on the Virtual Console. Now, Sega released 28 classic Genesis games on the Sega Genesis Collection. You can get them on the PS2 and the PSP. So there's portable versions and there's a home console version. All right. Now, these games, there's 28 games. If you do the math, that's less than a dollar each for these games. All right. You can get all 28 for less than $28. $20 on the PS2, um, and I think even the PSP version has gone down to about $20 now, too. So you can get them all for less than 20 Now, if you were to buy all these games on the Nintendo Wii, it's going to cost you um, well over like $200 to get all these games. It's going to be ridiculous. Now, how how is that... Uh, fair to the consumer. From a business standpoint, I'm sure Sega and Nintendo are loving it, and they're probably laughing all the way to the bank that they're getting, you know, gamers to to buy these games. Um, but I just think that that I just don't see how they can justify doing that because obviously Sega's shown that these games are worth less than a dollar to them. They think that they can make a profit um, by putting these games and offering up up that that cheap. So I just don't see how they can go back and say, okay, now these games that we just priced recently at less than a dollar a piece and bundled them together, um, but now they're worth $8 a piece. Right. So My argument against that is, okay, here's the thing. For the Virtual Console, and this is also for Xbox Live Arcade, hmm. Nintendo and Microsoft, whoever, for the Virtual Console, Nintendo have to pay for this data to be online, really. They have to pay for the upkeep of their servers and stuff. Okay. And they are the ones who set the prices for the games. Right. This isn't Sega who's actually setting the prices. As far as I'm aware, I could be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, the 16-bit consoles are all 800 points, aren't they? Um, no, they're not. The, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis are 800, but the TurboGrafx-16 yeah. is, is oh, cheaper. Okay. Is TurboGrafx-16 actually 16-bit? That's why it's called TurboGrafx-16. 
that's it. I never, the graves are terrible. I've always wondered that. They look really bad. Yeah, that's why it's called yeah. Graphic 16. Um, but I think those are, what, 600 points a piece. Right, for okay. those. And that's yeah, probably why. The, the thing having to pay. F- okay, okay, the thing about the PSP as well is the fact that um, Sega literally just have to whack these games onto a disc. They don't have to pay for the upkeep of the disc or anything. Once it's on there, it's on there, and they can get the game out. And so they're selling it really well. But they have to pay for the manufacturing of the disc, though. That's. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm sure that's, that's going to be a cost. Be much. Mm, and basically, much, the only thing that it they costs, it costs like a dollar or something to manufacture discs or something stupidly low. How much do you think it's really going to cost to keep maybe like a you know, a one megabyte ROM file on, on a Nintendo server for them to download. How much do you think oh, that's going to cost per sale? It's not going to cost anywhere near that. Well, as far as I'm aware, the upkeep, they have to keep have, to have the upkeep of the, the servers and stuff. And also, here's, here's my take on it. Okay. I don't think the virtual console games are badly priced. I don't think they're too extortionate. I think oh. the Sega Genesis collection is very well priced. The... They're very, very cheap games on it, if you get what I mean. Okay. The, um, I am happy to pay £8 <laughs> oh, or $8 whatever for a Mega Drive game. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. How, how many do you play, uh, pay in Europe? How many pounds per game? Um, I think it's £8. Wow. Okay, so if you do the math, that's roughly $16. Uh, yeah. is... That, that is just, that is just it's standard English pricing and stuff. I mean, we, we always get jipped like that. <laughs> if we were to go over, every... We we pay um, about hundred dollars for um, Xbox 360 and PlayStation oh 3 games. Oh my gosh! And stuff. That that is the equivalent of what we pay basically. Oof, okay. So we're always that is just the standard. You guys are getting raped over there. <laughs> I know. You know we had the Boston Tea Party when we got pissed off. Y'all should have something. The uh, the London fucking video game party. Y'all should do something. <laughs> <laughs> something's going. Something something's wrong. Going is something wrong is. Is going but, over there. In a, way, in a way, it's good because every time we go to America, or whatever, we, we can buy things really cheap. We're like, wow! You bastards! <laughs> you and your higher, higher valued monetary <laughs> system blast you. Um, okay, but, the one thing I wanted to say to counter one of your points, though, is you said that Nintendo's the one pricing these, and that's probably true. But I think, and this had to have happened, and and I don't have any you know definitive information on this, but I'm very sure that Nintendo got. Sega's feedback and uh, and was it NEC um, who who um, the company that uh, is is in charge of the TurboGrafx games? I'm very positive that they were they got feedback from both companies and they were able to um, to come to an agreement on the pricing of of their games. So I really don't think that Se- that Sega didn't have any input on what the games are going to be priced. Yes, I think you know of course Nintendo's going to have the final say. But Nintendo is has definitely worked with these companies to find out a good pricing scheme, and so to put all the blame on Nintendo for pricing these games at this you know that high, I think is uh, isn't fair because I guarantee you Sega um, had a hand to play in this as well. Well, that's fair enough, I guess. I mean, but I, I don't see it as a huge thing though. Like usually, I mean, <sighs> like I say, I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to pay ten pounds for an N64 game. Here's the thing: now, you don't have to buy every single Genesis collection game, do you? Though, if when they start, if they have to release all the games on it, you don't have to buy all those games. No, maybe, I know, but maybe the thing is, is that I just I, th- I think, and, and and that's true. I don't have to do it, okay? But the thing is that I I'm just upset about is that they're trick. I mean, they're not tricking people into buying it, but these people, you know, could go buy buy two or three games on the virtual console, and they could have already bought all the games. 
on on the PS2, and I just I just don't see as as a gamer, um, you know, why you would think that that would be a good value or why that. I mean, if you have, most people have a PS2, go out and buy Sega Genesis Collection, and you have all the games right there. You don't have to go and overpay for these other games. And I and I do agree with you that I think that uh, the N64 games and uh, to a point the the Super Nintendo games are are a better value than these other games because those games have been prior prior released on compilation, so you can get them elsewhere for a lot cheaper. With Super Nintendo and N64, you can't really get them anywhere unless you want to emulate them on your computer. Um, so I can see going off and buying some of those games, and I've personally I've I've bought several. Um, Super Nintendo games, um, but the thing is, is just that I just don't see uh, from a consumer standpoint why anyone would want to do that and why Sega thinks that it's okay to do that. Uh, people can disagree with me, but that's my stance, and, and I'm sticking to it. Damn it! So. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I just, I still sort of disagree with you. And I, I guarantee you, this this isn't the I last time you've heard from heard yeah. from me about this subject. I'm going to keep keep fighting the good fight. Oh, well, okay. I see what you're saying. I, and I, um... Yeah, I know what you're getting at, but I just... I still I still don't think it's too bad. But also... Well, I'd like to say tell, this. Tell, tell everybody what you did recently regarding the virtual console. <laughs> um, I, uh... I bought... I spent quite a little... Uh, quite a bit of money on the virtual console this weekend. <laughs> but... I, I went out and bought... I went out and bought, um... A classic controller, and then I bought uh, a few Super Nintendo games over the weekend. Um, but uh, most of the games were actually games that my wife had wanted to play. Um, so I'm always right, looking to get her involved in playing video games. So I got Donkey Kong Country, uh, I got Act Razor, um, I got uh, Punch Out. Uh, what else? Uh, got Punch Out. Um, I, I, bought a, I, bought, I bought a bunch. I probably spent about $50 just over the weekend. Um, okay. The thing is, I didn't buy any Sega games. Oh, okay. But the thing well, is, though... How many games do you have? How many games do you have now on your virtual console? Oh, geez. I was looking. I have about 14. Um, and I do have some Sega games. And I don't mind I don't mind paying and buying some of the, the classic Sega games that you just can't really find on any compilations, like maybe the Toe Jam and Earl games, the... Um, was it Gunstar Heroes? Some of those games, and if they were to bring out Shining Force and and some some other great Sega games, Batman, maybe some of those that um, you can't really find anywhere else. But I just don't see why anyone in their right mind would would buy games that you can just get far cheaper elsewhere. So that's that's what I'm saying. I know um, I've, I've beat this horse, um, you know, well yeah, since it's been dead. dead. Yeah. Um, so we'll continue on. Um, that was that was the new stand. I, I, I did just want to say one last thing on that. Okay. Um, the games I've got on my um, Sega Gen- Mega Drive collection, and I've also I've got one or two games already on my Virtual Console, which I had before I got this collection. I prefer playing them on the Virtual Console. There we go. I don't know why. There's something about the, the collection thing. I just <sighs> when I play, it, I just can't play it for that long. You're just something's wrong with you. There is. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, let's talk a little yeah. bit about what we've been playing lately. Right. Okay. Tell tell me some of the games that you've been uh, you've been messing around with Ooh. this week. Okay, I've pretty much mentioned most of them already. Like I said, Crush, which we've gone into lots of detail about. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Touch Darts, a game we've gone into lots of detail about. Um, Tomb Raider Legends is one I've been playing quite a lot. Um, 
Do you want me to go into more detail about that? Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, because Tomb Raider is a game that I, I've loved the Tomb Raider franchise. I played the first two games, uh, silly, when I was a little kid, or when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I think the, the franchise, everyone knows, went downhill quite a bit. Um, do you think that uh, with this game, Legends, it got decent reviews across the board on all the all most of the yeah. platforms it was on? Um, what are your uh, What are your thoughts? I I to be honest, I haven't actually played I've, the ones I played are one, two, a tiny bit of three, four, and Legends. I never played that Angel of Darkness or anything like that. Okay. And um, th- to me, Legends is actually a brilliant game. I'd, I'd say it's probably my second favorite now, as, after the first one. Really? It's, okay. The, the way they can, the way from from the Tomb Raider four, they've moved on, and um, the controls are completely different. Like, um, you remember how they sort of had awkward controls where you sort of sidestepped and uh, you had to walk and stuff, and uh, like walk really slowly up to right. certain tracks. Like she was basically and, like on a grid, and and you had to yeah, you, in, you only could move yeah. certain. It was like a you know forward, you move kind of diagonal, and you know it was just yeah, it was really weird. But so now she has well, free free uh, form of movement then. Pretty much free form of movement, yeah. Okay. She's pretty much just. Um, I don't know if it's just the PSP version because it's got less buttons than say the PlayStation Two. But she didn't have any sidestep or anything, which she sort of did. When you're firing, you can sort of sidestep and fire. So you could strafe. If you want to, yeah. If you wanted to stand like just stand by on a ledge and sidestep along that, you couldn't really do that at all. Okay. But um, the controls are pretty good for it. Um, it is completely free movement and stuff. And now now she has targeting. Um, she has a little targeting site that appears when an enemy comes around. Okay. So um, you can tell if you're shooting an enemy if it's going to hit them because it'll go red, and if it goes grey, then you can't hit them. But you know the enemy's there, so you can lock on better. You can tell that you're locking on. Because mm-hmm. I remember one thing that annoyed me about the original Tomb Raiders was that occasionally, it didn't happen all the time, occasionally when you go into fight with some enemies, you'd be holding down fire and stuff, but she wouldn't have locked on. Oh, I and see. And she'd just be like firing all your ammo off and then, <laughs> and then just get mauled by a bear or something. <laughs> Which is pretty annoying. Um, the one thing I noticed about this game actually is there seems to be less um, uh, monsters in it, like um, less enemies. I found. Oh, is that right? You, you do get the enemies like scattered around the level and stuff, but I remember in um, like the original Tomb Raider, you get to some levels you have like five lions against you, <laughs> like a gorilla and things like that. Or Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, Tyrannosaurus Rex. And um, in this, there seems to be very few um, enemies you take on at once. Um, you know, most of the enemies you kill are actually humans. Oh. Which is a bit different. Yeah. And um, then you get the old wolf and stuff, and you get some sort of monsters and stuff, which are kind of creepy. But there's a lot of emphasis on the sort of puzzle side of things. Like um, she does a lot of jumping and swinging, but the jumping and swinging is a lot more refined in this game now, and it's a lot more fun to do. Yeah. And the overall setting and stuff, like like you said, that they're sort of like um, in the original ones, it's sort of like almost a grid type thing, and like there's a lot of the, the levels are sort of squarish, aren't they? Like the walls are pretty much perfectly flat and things like that. Yeah. And the original game, and this, um, in a way, it's still got that whole um, sense of um, the grid type thing, but ev- all the scenery and stuff is now bumpy, and it looks really, really good. Hmm. You know they're coming out and with uh, a remake of the original one on the PS2. It's already out over here. Oh, is it? It's probably out yeah. over here too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's out on the PC, the PlayStation 2. It's coming to the PSP, and it's going to come to the Xbox 360 a bit later. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they confirmed it recently. Okay. I was reading an article on CBG. Well, maybe I'll, so, I'll yeah. probably wait till it comes out on the 360. Hopefully it'll be... Yeah, bu- I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. Well, is it going to be budget-priced? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I have to look into that. They, there, there were rumours that it might come to Xbox Live Arcade instead. Oh, that would so, be cool. I, I would definitely, I have to, I would definitely pick it up. True. 
Um, yeah. Um, okay, I'll, t- I'll talk about a little a, a game that I've been playing now, if you don't mind. Oh, I, I was going to do one last thing. Okay. okay I was going to say. Um, oh, I was going to say, Too Many Legends, great game. But also, I've got Guitar Hero 2. Oh, okay. Recently. Great game. I w- <laughs> You're going to kill me. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't that impressed by it. How can you not be? I enjoy it, but... <sighs> is, I don't you, know what it is. It, I think... I, what, okay, I'm going to say... I bet it, a big reason why is you're probably not very familiar with the songs, are you? That is one aspect, I guess. Okay, because yeah, those songs are legendary. Really? To, to, to the Americans. I mean, a lot of those songs are just right. some of the greatest songs. There, there are songs on there that I hear and go, oh, it's this song, I really like mm-hmm. it. But to me, um, I don't know. I think I think it'd be nicer if you had some more um, faster rocky songs, or maybe some Offspring. I don't. Know, it doesn't have to all be Offspring-style songs, but I, just, I would like to hit... It seems something like that. There's a lot of songs in there, though, I don't know, and I just don't think are that well suited to the game. You've lost all respect. Sorry. Uh, I enjoy it, though. I do enjoy the game, but... Uh, <laughs> you're going to hate me this. As far as um, rhythm-based games go, I prefer Donkey Konga on the on the GameCube. Oh. Well, I, I've never played <laughs> Donkey Konga. Um, aside so from just I, a few times, like at demo stations at Toys R Us, but... So, yeah. Um, I, I thought Donkey Kong was a lot more fun to play, just the way you're hitting it and slapping it. It just seems you know, very silly and uh, a lot of fun. Although Guitar Hero 2 is a great game. I'm enjoying it, just uh, not as much as I hoped I would. Really? Well, i got to say, yeah. as far as, you know, from my standpoint, Guitar Hero, um, I think, is one of the greatest party games of all time. I would, uh, I would have huge parties at my house with 20 to 30 of my friends coming over, and we had guys, girls, kids. I mean, it didn't matter. Everyone was getting in on it. Uh, they loved it. I actually had people going out and buying the game during the week just so they could practice and then come to my house like on Friday night um, just to play in our you know, our Guitar Hero tournaments. And so we had a huge, huge thing going on, and people loved it. We talked about it all you know, during the week at work, and it was great. Um, people loved it. So... I think it might just that be a, a cool. you know a cultural thing, and you know since you guys aren't very familiar with the music, it might not mean as much to you. But as far as us, we kind of grew up listening to a lot of these songs, so they mean a little bit more to us. And it's fun to be able to play along, and actually, you know, in a in a certain sense, it does feel like you're playing the the song, um, even though you're not playing on a real guitar, of course. Um, so it does give you that sense of accomplishment when you can actually. Um, play a song, you know, throughout and complete it. So, yeah, no, it is, it is fun when you actually get get it all right mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're you're doing really well. How uh, how what what difficulty are you on right now? Uh, I'm still on medium. Uh, I'm not actually done that good with guitars. I I've got a thing with my fingers. I can't move my bottom two fingers that well with guitars. Was like a, a painful injury when you were a child? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, well, I used to actually own a guitar, and when I was learning how to play it, I just couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't get the chords right and anything, so that's partly probably why I'm finding it difficult to play. Yeah, I was I on the original. I got um, I beat everything. I was on um, the hardest difficulty, and I was down to the last two songs: "Bark at the Moon" and um, "Cowboys from Hell." Couldn't beat those ones; they were insane. So yeah, yeah, but I, I was able to get everything else. So I, I was actually yeah. pretty decent in my heyday of Guitar Hero. I haven't played it in forever, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see. Well, the thing I, the thing I find about this is that, um, yeah, I can only play a couple of songs at a time. I can't really play for that long. I don't know. I sort of get a bit annoyed and bored of it after a few songs, and then I have to stop. And then I'll get back into it. I'll be like, oh, I've got to play guitar. Really? Well, we used to play it literally yeah. for hours on end. 
Um, so, and sp- speaking of playing out for hours on end, um, the game I picked up last week was Viva Pinata on the Nintendo or the Xbox 360. Um, and I, I gotta say, it's an amazing game. And I brought it home and showed my daughters. I have a, a an eight and a, a six year old, and they went nuts over it. They they love the game. They thought, it, I mean, of course. I knew that the cartoony characters and, and, and the graphics and everything were, was going to appeal to them. I didn't know necessarily about the gameplay about it. I didn't know if they were going to like it or not. But I, they sat there and watched me the first night play it, and, and we went through the game together, and uh, you know we, we got all of our little animals and stuff coming to our garden, and we did all that. Um, the next day going to work, they they got off for, for summer, so they're out of school now. Um, so the next day, my oldest daughter asked me if I could set it up for her and just get her going in the game. So I, I load up the game, and this is on my lunch break. So I load up the game, and I get her playing. I really didn't explain too much of how to play to her because I was in a hurry, so I had just had to leave. So I come back home from work. She's still playing the game from the time I left on lunch, like a good, a, a solid four and a half to five hours. <laughs> and she's done so much to the garden, and she had gotten me like 60 gamer points <laughs> between then. Oh and I was incredibly impressed. So, uh, and she's she's the one that's actually not, I guess, my hardcore gamer. My the the big gamer is my youngest daughter, Mackenzie. Um, she'll she me and her played Streets of Rage um, on the uh, virtual console for a long time. Um, so I bought I did buy that game, Streets of Rage 2. And uh, we played that to death. Um, but Caitlin, my oldest one, I was really surprised. So she's been all into that, literally playing like all weekend long. So they're doing, I kind of left it <laughs> up to them now. So I think they've kind of stolen the game from me. And I guess it's it's their game now. <laughs> so um, Viva Pinata, yeah, good for the kids. So if you haven't got that yet, um, definitely pick yeah. it up. A really, That is one of those... Sorry, I was just going to say that is one of those games that I've got. I haven't played it a huge amount, but when I do play it, I'll be playing for like four hours at a time. Yeah. I just, I sort of just get drawn into it, and then it's like, oh, sh- it's, it's night time now. Yeah, it's, it's great. But yeah. If you're not familiar with um, the premise, it's basically you start off with a with a garden, and you just try to um, and get certain pinatas to come into your garden and live, basically, and you just try to um, just keep them reproducing and you try to make them mate with each other and you try to um, make the um, the right environment and circumstances for them to live and be happy um, and there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it um, but that's the you know that's the you know the down and dirty uh, rundown um, but it's just a great game made by um, uh, rare so if th- yeah. those people that think that rare isn't making good games anymore you're wrong Pinata is an amazing game. Um, so yeah, so that's another example of a great classic, uh, good original game that hasn't sold that well because I don't think Viva Pinata actually did that. I well. don't think it did either. I know. Um, yeah. Oh, I forget. I forget his name. Um, the Xbox uh, Peter Moore. I know he said that he wasn't uh, exactly. I think it was it was either Peter um, Peter Moore or Major Nelson. Um, I think it was Major Nelson actually said that uh, he wasn't really happy with with some of the cells of Viva Pinata. And he was kind of surprised by it. So. Yeah, um, if yeah. you know, and actually, GameStop had it for thirty dollars, um, so it's dropped down quite a bit in price. So I picked it up there. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Another game I've been playing, I downloaded. And I said this a little bit earlier was Punch Out on the Virtual Console, and I've been 
me and my daughters have been playing that quite a bit. And one thing I've noticed is th- my skills in Punch Out have diminished greatly over the years. I remember I was able to get all the way up to Mike Tyson very quickly, not ever losing when I was a kid. Um, but I can't get past Sandman now. Um, he's just kicking my ass. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm determined though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And one thing that was kind of, um, interesting was this isn't Mike Tyson's punch out. It's, it's the original one with Mr. Dream in it. I guess the, they didn't want to pay Mike Tyson the, the 50 bucks it probably would have cost to, to get his license on it. Cause I'm sure he's willing to do about anything right now. Fight bears or eat chickens alive or, or whatever. They could, that needs money. So yeah, uh, Mike Tyson's not in it. It's uh, it's I think it's Mr. Dream is his name. So, so we'll see on that. Um, that's it's really all really all I've been playing. I've been playing Crush a lot, and we've already talked quite a bit about that. So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's. Oh, there's that's, one thing I, there's one thing I just wanted to ask you um, regarding, because uh, when I made the review, you hadn't played Crush, no. You right. No. It. Um, going on my review was. Could, did um, when you started playing the game, was the review actually accurate to how the game is? Yeah, it was. I think um, even you know when I first read your review, I think it gave everyone a, a really good um, understanding of what to expect from the game. Um, and you, you know, looking back at it, I think you you captured it really well. Um, so yeah, I would say okay, so. That's good because it's one of those hard games to write about because you just don't know. Yeah. It's just no, I've had those before. About it, I had so. to. Um, um, to when I was uh, blogging for PSP Fanboy, I had to review some really crappy games. Um, one was the the Warhammer um, game for for the PSP. It was a, a card based game, and it was ridiculous. It, it took me forever to write the review just because there was so much to do with it, and it it was kind of a crappy game. So I actually remember reading that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard one. So yeah, I know how you feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what we've been playing. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll continue to play some more games, and we'll talk about them next week. Um, so that that about wraps up our show. Uh, we want to go through real quick and uh, and go uh, uh, talk about a few things. We have some giveaways, but first off, I want to do some feedback that um, Aki at uh, said about our last nerdcast. Here's what he said: the introduction was very interesting. Also, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was scared shitless by Condemned. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very scary yeah. game. Um, you said, great great episodes, uh, a great episode overall. Call of Thulu. Um sounds like an interesting game, and he liked the theme song. Uh, he said, great work on Glenn, and uh, he said, Graham, that uh, you're, you're wiping your ass the wrong way, buddy. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a British thing. Um, uh, real quick, uh, the winner of our Condemned contest is Losit. So congratulations to you, my man. Yeah. You'll be uh, getting that. Um, we have new forums also, which I'm sure a few of you have noticed. Oh, uh, we've gone through a little bit of headaches with that. Um, but basically we wanted to integrate our blog and forum database together. Uh, we wanted to upgrade our forums into a little bit uh, better system, so we use the simple machines. Um, now our blog and forum databases are uh, con- you know, connected, they're combined, so that means that you only need one user account. You only need to log in at the blog, um, and then you can just click forms or you know go there directly, and uh, you'll automatically be logged in. Um, so I think that's really great. Only problem is some of the existing users we weren't able to transfer um, their in- their information from from the blog over into the form, so we kind of have to manually do that. And I'm I'm helping them all out right now. Um, most of them have made the switch. 
um, already. So, um, so I think we're, we're doing good from there. Um, but I think overall going to a new um, blog or a forum is, is definitely the right move. Yeah, I think the annoying thing about it, though, is we've lost all our old um, topics and stuff. I think that's one thing that people are really annoyed about. I, I don't, I don't uh, think that that's really that big of a deal as you think. Well, um, I've had I had some people complain to me about it. Oh, well, so. they can quit complaining, babies. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You know, I do understand. It's, 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 a, it's a sort of a necessary thing. Yeah, really, I think really. um, I mean, we we would have liked. I think we would have liked to transport them across, but we definitely really before we. Okay. Yeah. Most definitely. Um. So yeah. Um. Continue to use our forums. We consolidated them quite a bit, so now we just have a general gaming forum. We have a Sega gaming forum. We have an off-topic one. We have a forum for the Sega Nerdcast specifically, and then we also have one um, more of a, just a site feedback if you have any kind of issues with the site. So we, we just kind of crunched them all down, uh, made it just a little bit easier to get into and uh, just talk. So definitely head to the forums, um, talk to us around there, and we just kind of hang out there. Um, yeah, it's a diet for... <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other quick thing I want to say, Graham, is I had the opportunity this week of um, a co- or escorting a lot of Japanese media um, who were on, on my base covering a joint uh, American and Japanese Air Self-Defense Force um, exercise that, that they were doing. A lot of the, the, F, the Japanese F-2 and the E-2Cs came over here um, to fly along with our F-16 aircraft. Um, so we had uh, a lot of Japanese media and local media, but a few from the New York Times also came. They were from the uh, the Tokyo um, Bureau. And uh, I was talking with um, this one lady. Her name was uh, Chiko. I was telling them that I'm going to be going to Tokyo in September for the Tokyo Game Show. And uh, when I told her that, she got really excited. She said, oh, you know, she, she was familiar with it. And she told me that she covered Tokyo Game Show last year. And oh, cool. she said that uh, she will show us all around um, Tokyo and uh, and take us to Akihabara, and uh, she'll be there at the Tokyo Game Show. So we found someone uh, who's going to to give us uh, a, a great walkthrough of Tokyo. So we have oh, we have our yeah. connection. We're in. So that. Are we going to have to stay with her as well? <laughs> Maybe you can do that. I'm I'm staying. You get a free. Um... <laughs> Get like a free like bet board and breakfast. I'll let uh, I'll let you work that one, buddy. When we meet her, you'll Hell see. Yeah. How, how old is she? Uh, she's probably <laughs> maybe late thirties, somewhat forties, something like that. You know what? We can we can do that. We can. Have yeah, that. I'm sure. I, like I said, I'll, I'll leave that one to you. Um, last but not least, though, we're going to do our uh, our crush giveaway. And uh, and Graham, oh, yeah. since you have the games, I'm going to let you talk about this one. Okay. Okay, um, like, like Chris just said, <laughs> we're doing a crush competition, and this week, rather than just giving away one prize, we're going to give away two. We're going to have two separate winners, and what we want to do is, because um, we've got quite a large user base in Europe and also America that have come visit the site, we want to uh, um, reward both of you. So we want to give one copy away to European users and one copy away to the US users. Yep. So um, when you guys answer the question that we're going to ask in a second... Um, we want you to post where you come from. So, oh, that's um, yeah. Like just just put Europe or America, so so that we know. So when we do the draw at the end, we can put the US people in one column and just the Europeans and like choose from that way. Mm-hmm. And um, to to enter the competition, um, all we want you to do is post your idea for a puzzle game and tell us why you think it'd be great. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be uh, the physics of the game and stuff. Don't have to necessarily be. Um, 
possible, if that makes sense. Like, if, if someone's to develop the game, it doesn't have to be possible to develop the game. It can just be as crazy as you want it. We want some fun, crazy stuff here, guys. Because uh, Crush is a pretty crazy game, pretty inventive, so we want some inventive yeah. ideas from you. And who knows, well. maybe maybe one day they'll uh, turn into a video game. <laughs> so Yeah, may- maybe maybe someone from Sega or Zoe Moda listening or watching now. Yeah. They can have a look All at right. it. All yeah. right. So, yeah. When you when you post, just put down where if you come from uh, Europe or the US, and uh, we can get those games out to you when we pick the winners. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> all right. So the that that about wraps it up, and uh, we will definitely oh, yeah. um, be here next week. Uh, we're going to be a lot more dedicated to the show from now on. So we we know we've been saying that, but we really mean it this oh, yeah. time. So, all right, guys, I'll see you next week. And if you're outside for longer than 20 minutes, make sure you wear that sunblock. Take it easy. Later. And toward the wicked way.